Welcome to Justice Losers. Well, that was really like computery, wasn't it? That bit. sounded like one of those like female computer things. That was terrifying. That was do it again. Do it again. I'm not doing that again. I don't know if Dang I can do it again. ASMRing me. <laughs> uh, welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do this week? This week, be sure to find us on Facebook. Yeah, we're going to try to do yeah. less, like, robotic things. Like, like, subscribe and tell a friend, like we usually do. I'm making yep. fun of you, like, it wasn't my idea to say something. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're trying to make it less robotic. So go to our Facebook page. It's Just Us Losers on Facebook. Uh, it's Just Just Us Losers. It's just that, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, we do post when things are up. Uh, we post updates. We post, usually our posts are pretty witty and stupid. Yep. But... Um, I mean, if we have more followers, we'll do more actual entertaining things. Yeah, I, I post actual content sometimes. I'll yeah. do like a review for a, or watch a movie, and I have some thoughts about it or something. I'll yeah. post that. That's where we get. That's where we post all that stuff. So, yep. go check that out. Like check us that there. out there if you want some real quality content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's where you can ask us questions or recommend episode topics. Episode topics. Yeah, if you you can just post on our wall and be like, "Hey, do this as an episode." And, and we'll see it because we have like 92 followers or something yeah, on Facebook. Not, yeah, so. 92. And most of them are people that don't actually listen because I promoted our Facebook page and we got a whole bunch of likes and zero additional subscribers on any of our yep. means of listening. So. <laughs> so I don't know who those people are. If you did come from there, then hello. Welcome we have not to heard, our from, heard from or of you at all. Tell us who you are. Yeah. Tell us your social security number. And your credit card number. And don't forget the little three-digit number on the back of the credit card. Yep. And the expiration date. Yep. And the actual name of who you are yeah. uh, that you use on it. J- just take a picture of both sides. That'd be yeah, the that'd, be, helpful, that'd be a good one. Yeah. That'd be great, because then we'd know who you are. And exactly, yeah. Th- th- we get to know you friends. real well. Yep. Anyway, Matt, what you been up to? <laughs> that was um, two minutes of bullshit. Yep. <laughs> oh, not that much, actually, because uh, as I was telling you in the car, I just started doing work as a freelance transcriber, so I've been focusing on that right now. Okay. Trying to build up my bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, been watching Series of Unfortunate Events a little bit more. Okay. Um, got into the second season. It's, it's good. The second okay. se- the first two episodes of the second season are very dark. Oh, that's good. Those are always good. Um, twins are what you call triplets when one of them has burned to a crisp. Oh my god! Yep. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. No. I mean, okay. And let's think funny, about it though. But... If there was triplets and you killed one of them, what are the? What do you call the other two? Are they twins now, or are they still triplets? Just one of them is dead. I don't. Hmm. If you don't know any triplets out there, just go ahead and ask them. Kill one of them. See what they call themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a social experiment. Uh... I mean, it's the same thing for twins. If you kill one of the twins, is the person still a twin? Because they're still yeah, they yeah. are alone now huh this is interesting <laughs> we should do a topic on this definitely it's just a social experiment <laughs> just go bring out some bring in some bring in a pair of twins uh on an episode you just kill one of them right there on the spot and see how the other one reacts if they're yep. like oh i am still a twin i oh. doubt that's what their reaction would be but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay. um yep so it's mostly been that and i've been watching the u.s chess championships which are going on right now Nerd. in fact i have the games up right now and i'm oh, looking at my them. heavens <laughs> don't get distracted i know those things are exhilarating oh they really are oh nerd Carolina's losing holy shit to like some nobody that's his first time he's ever playing man what a loser what a tool oh, no. bag oh anyway 
<laughs> anyway, I've been, reading been a, I've been reading a whole bunch of Deathstroke. Okay. I bought the two volumes of Deathstroke and then read them. And I was, something was confusing because Wonder Woman was already being considered the god of war. And there was a lot of, like, backstory stuff that seemed iffy. And I realized that that was actually the second, I guess, attempt at Deathstroke. Uh, uh, because in the New 52, they went for, like, 12, summer 12, 18 issues, something like that. Something like that. Like, mm-hmm. two volumes. And then they canceled it. And then, like, a year later, came back to it. And okay. started again. I got the second one. And I was like, uh-huh. this is really confusing. And it was post the Dark Side War, which is when all of the Justice League became a god of something like Wonder Woman became the god of war. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I went back and got the other two, the original Deathstrokes, and read those. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both really good. Uh, the kind of the first volume of the original Deathstroke is about him like. He's getting old and he's kind of losing his edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got like the tremors, so he'll like throw something and it'll miss by like an inch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. It it doesn't really deal with that beyond the first volume into the you know the second volume. Right. But then in the second, so so volume mm, collected edition one and two, and then collected edition one and two of volumes two and three because Deathstroke has had a running title before. Mm-hmm. So this is volume two of Deathstroke. And then it's two collected editions. And then there's volume three, which is like the Wonder Woman's God of War, stuff like that. That one is, uh, he gets rejuvenated to be younger. <laughs> so it's not like a super old Deathstroke anymore. It's a young Deathstroke. And at the very end of the, like, the second uh, collected edition, he tears out his eye because his eye got healed. And that's something okay. about Deathstroke. And it's kind of funny because like he gets healed. So he's younger and everyone's like, you're not Deathstroke, the Terminator. He's old and has gray hair and <laughs> big and you're too young and have both eyes. And he's like, all right. And then just fucks him up because he's still Deathstroke. <laughs> um, but like kind of throughout, he's like, I, this is really hard to do because I don't have both eyes. I've learned to deal with one eye mm-hmm. and like, he'll put the helmet on from like a, a, a new helmet from someone. And it's like, Oh, he put tinted glass on the darks on the black side. So I could still see, I can't do this. I'm like closing my right eye to fight. <laughs> so, okay. You know, that's both really good and super violent. The that's, best. that's what the, the edge family is like the all-star Western, mm-hmm. uh, Deathstroke stuff like that. They're the bloody side of like, you wouldn't see someone getting their like insides torn out as vividly in like justice league as you would in like a, a dark side or okay. a deathstroke story i like so, it yeah no they're really cool it's it's awesome to see how badass he actually is because mm-hmm. you you know him as a badass he never fails a contract and i was always like well if he doesn't fail a contract how's or people ask well, how hasn't he killed batman it's like because he doesn't accept that contract <laughs> like people will be like hey i need you to kill like batman he's like fuck you <laughs> not no no uh, he hates batman with a burning passion but he can't ruin his reputation by trying to kill Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, Ugh. that's what I've been up to. All right. Uh, what news has been happening out there? Well, we've been having some trailers. Some trailers. Stuff. We got uh, Jurassic World. We got the new Jurassic World one. That looks, that has gotten me excited for this. And this is probably going to go back on something I've said in the past. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, I was like, I want something different. But I think this, like a lot of the trailer just seemed like, Fuck, there's dinosaurs. Run! Like, the whole movie. And I'm totally on board with that. Well, that's what Jurassic does best. Why, why don't you... Why would you... What What other reason would you go watch a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie if not just to have dinosaurs being scary as shit? Yeah. 
I'm going to this movie because I want to see dinosaurs eat murder people. Yeah, exactly. Eat murder people. (laughs) (laughs) Not an original term of mine, by the way. I don't know where I got it, but someone else came up with it first. So that's a, that's a, that's, yeah, no, that, that trailer seems like the movie's basically all of that. Yeah. So I'm much Um, more on board with that. It, it did address some of the like thematic ideas. I think it's going to be exploring, which I don't know if you would have seen because you apparently watched it with the sound off yeah someone was listening to music where i was watching it so i didn't want to be rude so i just kind of watched the video and it was just a bunch of people (laughs) running from dinosaurs however i will say something i am disappointed about these trailers is it spoiled a lot yeah even without watching it spoiled a lot because there's a scene where he's like shooting a dinosaur like the the evil the bad dinosaur Mm -hmm. in a bedroom and then later you see the dinosaur come crawling up to the girl it's clearly the same bedroom yeah so clearly chris pat comes in shoots the dinosaur before it touches the girl yeah ruins the suspense yep so companies be more careful of that please yeah spider-man they, they gave away a lot in this trailer yeah and there's other points too that was one that was very specific but there's another one where it's like you see the second part of that scene mm-hmm. and you know what's gonna happen yeah stuff like that also didn't they do that with jurassic original jurassic world where they you see the original t-rex with the claw on its face um possibly i don't remember yeah i don't know no but honestly the suspense isn't even like the thing that i'm like i mean it's part of the thing i'm going for but it's not like the big one i just want to see dinosaurs eating dinosaurs and people running away and being tiny and there's just like and yep. also blue being a badass yep yep <laughs> we'll get some of that so yeah looks good is um, that tom hiddleston in there i, I swear so. i got a glimpse of tom hiddleston no, surely not i don't know there's some dude in there that has a vague like it was kind of one of those things where I looked away from the screen and then looked back and I caught a glimpse of it. And I was like, was that? I don't and think so. And I didn't so. care enough to go back. No, we would have heard about that if that were going to be a thing. Okay. Um, there's a new Deadpool trailer, final trailer. Oh, yeah. With um, Peter the Man with no superpowers. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's going to be good. The internet's blowing up. Isn't that like <laughs> Stu? Wasn't there a Stu in the first one? There's another guy. I don't remember. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, no. And we also get uh everyone else's powers like you actually get the full lineup of the right of the team so. right yeah i mean it looks fine it th- hasn't made me less excited yeah and i was pretty excited already yeah i like the first one so yeah looking forward to that cool. um bunch of new infinity war stuff but i've kind of like stopped paying attention to their stuff because i don't want to give too much away for myself now yeah um, you know, i'm at that point too or, well honestly i'm at the point where i'm just like stop promoting it yeah. You've had 10 years of promoting it. Just fucking release it. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to see it in less than a week and post a review right here on Just Us Losers. Do you want to do like a full review or do you want to do an episode on it? I don't know. I don't know. We have to figure out what we're going to do for that. We'll probably do just a review and then an episode. I think so. Because we have what we're doing for the next episode already. So. Yeah. I don't know why we would push that back even further. No need. No need. All okay. Right. Uh, What other news has happened? Oh, one more trailer I wanted to touch on just because I saw it and I hadn't heard of the movie and I thought it looked cool. Uh, Hotel Artemis. I haven't heard of it at all. Okay. Um, it's a near future, not Los Angeles, which is devastated by riots. Uh-huh. And it has uh, Sterling K. Brown as like some sort of gangster criminal type guy. Who's Sterling K. Brown? Um, I don't know. Apparently he's famous. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I think he was on The Wire. Um, I don't know that. And so he, one of his friends gets wounded in some sort of criminal escapade or shenaniganry or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he goes to the Hotel Artemis, which is an emergency room for criminals only run by Jodie Foster. 
Okay. Or a character yeah. who Jodie Foster is play, playing. Um, it also has Dave Bautista. No, it's just run by Jodie Foster. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Um, it's also got uh, Dave Bautista, um, who's being fun in the trailer, and Jeff Goldblum. Who's probably also being oh, fun yes, in the trailer. Very much. He's some sort of uh, kingpin or gang leader of some sort. Oh, uh, gang and leader so, Goldblum? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be the best gang yep. in the world. Goldblum with gold chains. Oh, jeez, no. Please stop that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I just, I don't know. I saw the trailer and I was like, well, this looks pretty good. So I thought I'd mention it and say, check out the trailer. Yeah. Haven't seen the movie yet. Can't speak to how good it is. But I it's don't even know trailer. what it's about still. Yep. Um, uh, I have a screenshot of a thing that I remembered I took okay. of a news. Do tell. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Oh, yeah. That's a face. What kind of face is it, Matt? An exasperated one. DC announced they're doing a Black Hawk movie. Yep. What the fuck? Make the movies that you have planned. <laughs> they just keep coming out with these movies. Like, they keep saying that they're going to do these movies, these bizarre movies like the New Gods. And now Black Hawk, like, they're getting more obscure. It's like they're yeah. trying to be indie. Yeah, but they, don't they have said they're th- bringing Spielberg in for they're, it. Yeah, okay, for, for name. For the name <laughs> only. Black Hawk is such... So I'm not entirely clear. What is Black Hawk? Black Hawk is a World War II uh, pilot, like, brigade or whatever, like a fleet. Like, it's mm-hmm. like a team of, like, pilots. And it... They're not even a current running title. So are you telling me you wouldn't want a World War II dogfighting movie sort of in the style of the stuff from Dunkirk, but not directed if by the guy makes who did it. Indiana Jones? Not if DC makes it. Yeah, but Steven Spielberg. I fucking... I don't care. <laughs> well it's just it's, steven okay. spielberg he doesn't care well if they do if they go like oh steven spielberg is making a dunkirk style movie i'd be like cool but it's like dc like just make that movie warner brothers you don't have to put it under the dc title that's a, that's a that's a that's a level of like trying to connect it that it's unnecessary like they're okay. making a black hawk like i did oh god it's they're making this movie that's part of the DC universe that would do perfectly fine just its own story. Mm-hmm. But they're making a part of a DC universe which they're trying not to interconnect anymore. That's so unnecessary. Who says they're going to interconnect it? Well, why then why make it DC? Why not make it why why make an obs- super obscure generic movie about World War II pilots? Why make it DC? Why can't you just make a Dunkirk, a different enough source material to provide an interesting perspective on it. It's in, and he already did Saving Private Ryan, so this gives him uh, something different to work with. Oh, they just need to, uh, and it's, and also the other part of it is just make the movies you have. It's that like too. it's the same problem I have with buying comics. Read the ones you have <laughs> before you buy more. Like you've got okay. this stack of unread comics. Why go for the bizarre ones that you want to get to? Before you read the ones that you have, finish the one you have, build your fan base, make people like you. Because if you like have all these movies planned out and you've got people signed on for contracts and you're mm-hmm. already spending money on it and mm-hmm. then you make 20 shit movies before you even get to that, no one's going to see it. You're just preemptively losing or like you're prematurely losing money. 
I think if you made a World War II movie and said, this is a World War II movie directed by Steven Spielberg, it doesn't matter what the source material is, you're going to get a lot of people in to see that no matter what. No matter if it's under a DC umbrella that's completely failing. But if they try no to what. say it's a DC movie, there's a level of, like, uncomfortableness with it. Like, people didn't go... There was There was something with, like... Zack Snyder made Watchmen at 300, two amazing movies. Mm-hmm. And then he made Batman vs. Superman. And then they had still had Zack Snyder on board for Justice League. And people were like, hmm, not after Batman vs. Superman. Right. But that's Zack Snyder. You compare Zack Snyder to Steven but, uh, Spielberg. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying it's the name of the company who's making the movie. No, it's, there's it's still, not. There, there's still a, a, a studio oversight. That can ruin the movie. Yeah, but like your average movie goader doesn't pay any attention goater. to the studio. <laughs> your average movie goader. No, I'll just in the movie theater. <laughs> no, but your average movie goer doesn't care what studio made the movie. Like, okay. At this point, Marvel has maybe established enough brand recognition, but that's like the only one. That's fair. Yeah. I... I'm honestly really excited about this idea. I'm sure that it's going to get canceled or someone oh, else surely. is going to do it or something yeah. but in my little dreamland where steven spielberg makes a dog fighting movie this is this is great this is the best thing i've ever i've ever heard on the brighter side of news with dc movies uh shit what's her name <laughs> damn it <laughs> oh i think i have it pulled up uh we now we have a kathy dir- yan kathy yan we have a female asian director to do the birds of prey movie which is fucking phenomenal <laughs> i'm so excited you can't do it's it's to a larger extent that you can't have a male director do a wonder woman movie like doing a team of females of badass females it's like it i mean i'm not to say that all male directors will always sexualize the team but you highly run that risk and it's a team that's pretty much always highly sexualized like you've got like fishnets yeah fishnecks mcblack canary it's things that it's it's a fine line to walk and it's gonna be awesome to have and also it's awesome that we're getting a asian director which we have very few of giving her a high profile movie gives her a chance to come out it's like how we just have so few asian actors in hollywood because Mm -hmm. we haven't given them a chance initially i was like oh cool what's she done and i went back and she's done like what three movies yeah all super small and i was just like oh i don't know if but wait, what? Uh, that's the mindset that mm-hmm. would prevent her from ever having her breakout. Is you got to give her this chance, got to well, give yeah. them this chance. So. Yeah, I think I, I'm a little more cynical about this. I see this as they're saying, okay, Suicide Squad didn't do well. No one's ever heard of any of these Birds of Prey characters. We're, we've just basically got an unknown property that has a low chance of succeeding. We'll throw out a newcomer and see if they can pull something out of the hat. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Rather I, than I waste a bunch of talent or money yeah. getting high-profile people to do it. I think it. they're going to count on the the same kind of train that Wonder Woman counted on. Not really that Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman. But like, I think having a team of badass females will draw some attention. Because you don't get too many of those. I mean, you got Death, uh, Ghostbusters. Yep. And now Ocean's 8. <laughs> now Ocean's 8. I mean, yeah, you don't get many of those, and those got a huge attention. Like it's Ocean, true. The Ocean's trilogy wasn't, like, a huge thing when it came out. Like, it's kind it's, of... It was a thing, but... It was a thing, but it wasn't, like, the Infinity War. Well, yeah. Kind of thing. And it, and it wasn't what Ocean's 8 is now. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Ocean's 8 has a bigger following now because I'm pretty... I, I feel like the Ocean's trilogy has gotten more following as it grew because it's a good movie and people promote it. That makes um, sense. 
Uh, and Ghostbusters was some stupid comedy when it first came out. I'm pretty sure we were not alive. I have no idea. But I mean, now it has the huge cult follow- following. So when it came out, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trailing on and on. And it's like, what, 20 minutes now? 20 minutes and 15 seconds. You're even better than I am. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. But I'm excited. Birds of Prey is really cool. Okay. Uh, I get to see Black Canary scream at people. Mm-hmm. Um, poison Ivy kill people with her poison. I don't know. It depends on who their lineup's going to be. I do feel concerned that they are just trying to give Harley Quinn something like give, give an environment for Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned about that because there's a lot of potential with birds of prey mm-hmm. that if you're just using them as a background for Harley Quinn, you're going to squander that all of that potential. I could very well see them doing that. And I mean, whoever they cast is just going to get overshadowed by Margot Robbie. Because she's amazing. Yeah, no, she's She'll great, do it but... anyway. It doesn't matter who the cast is. I feel like yeah. she's going to overshadow him as her Harley Quinn. Yeah. Harley Quinn that, is amazing. That's the problem with having an ensemble cast with her. Yeah. Is you have to get some really good performances and characters in there to compete with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who would you cast? To your vague knowledge of who these people are, uh, who would you cast? Do you need like a lineup? Gal Gadot. Of- <laughs> just, just for all of, all them. of them <laughs> just a whole bunch of gargadotes um i really have no one that i well, can I, think yeah, of no, I, I haven't thought about this at all yeah um emily blunt's always a just a name that comes to mind when you yeah. want a, a great female talent who can take a movie by her by herself yeah um i'm trying to think i'm, I'm drawing a huge blank because uh what about natalie dormer uh what's she been in Oh, you haven't. You're not far into Game of Thrones. No, I'm not. I'm okay. literally three episodes into Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, she did. She did Game of Thrones for a while. Um, she was in the last Hunger Games movie. Well, technically, the last two Hunger Games movies. Okay. Um, she was actually in Captain America, but for one scene. Do you? We. I mean, Batgirl's been in it. Are we? Uh, do you? We know. Oh, Batgirl is back on track too. I think. Without Joss Apparently. Whedon. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe we'll get Batgirl. That'd be really cool. If we got a Batgirl movie first, and then it was kind of a Harley Quinn Batgirl teaming up. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not just Margot Robbie. It's kind of, mm-hmm. Then it's it spreads the attention. Yeah. And I feel like a background cast of the rest of the Birds of Prey would benefit from that. Because okay. you're not looking at just the one cast. You're looking at two members who so there's more of like a, a a mindset of going into it thinking it's more of a team partnership so you kind of mm-hmm. allow you kind of accept the rest of them more okay than if it was just harley quinn and her band of harley quinns i buy that which is a actual an actual title it's an actual <laughs> comic harley quinn and band of harley quinns <laughs> or gang of harley quinns anyway so i'm excited for okay. all of those but can we just get through aquaman <laughs> yeah let's just see how this goes first uh any other news um well have you been following this whole like netflix thing that's been going on where um they might not be allowed to win the big award at the Cannes film festival oh i didn't and steven spielberg said that they shouldn't be netflix original movies shouldn't be allowed to win oscars i've heard i've heard of spielberg being an asshole about it i mean he makes a good argument that like if you think of Netflix as a TV service, then they're basically TV movies, which don't technically qualify. Okay. I don't see them as a TV service because they don't... They they don't get their money from advertisers. 
Okay. I don't know. It's a, it's, I think, honestly, I think Netflix just needs its own. I think streaming services should be given their own kind of credit where credit is due because they do this thing that wasn't done before and people love it. Yep. I'm, I'm in the camp that I think they should be allowed to make Oscar, Oscar, um, capable movies oscar i think honestly tv tv should be tv movies should be considered if it's good enough to be an oscar winner Mm -hmm. it shouldn't matter where it came from it's fair like it's like saying it's like giving the best director award to it's it's like saying that you can only give best director awards to one people who have already won oscars in a in a sense like it's it's saying you can only be hot you can only get it if you're high profile i mean well historically though tv movies have kind of been a dumping ground for stuff that well no yeah then really that's fine about. because they don't deserve an oscar but why what if there's one that just nails it it hits this weird sweet spot that it's just an amazing movie then it'll win an emmy and they'll make money off of it but why can't it win an oscar um i think part of the problem is probably academy voters don't want to also have to consider all these tv movies they're just try- trying to limit the amount of stuff they have to watch come award season your job <laughs> is to watch movies and they don't watch all of them anyway fuck off then (laughs) what the hell uh yeah that's stupid but apparently the latest wrinkle is that netflix is looking to buy its own theaters because um in order to qualify for uh um, the big prize at Cannes, you have to have um a theatrical release for i think at least two weeks in france which the rules are more strict there because okay. um, what Netflix has done in order to qualify for Oscars with things like Mudbound has done a limited release at a few theaters in the U.S. Yeah. And that's enough. But I, I think the rules for some of these film festivals are more elaborate. And so their their way around that is just going to be to buy theaters, theaters so they can run movies there. Yeah. I just... Is it just going to be run movies there? Like you can just walk in if you have like a Netflix account? I don't know. That I'd... better be what it is because then they're, then they're just becoming like a, a, a studio. Mm-hmm. Where like you have to pay to see their movies, even though you're already paying their service. Mm-hmm. So if it it can be just like in order to get in, you have to like or like in order to buy a ticket, you just log in on your account or something. That that'd be a like, good way to do it. Like, like Netflix. Either either Netflix. you can just use your Netflix account, or if you don't have an account, you can just buy the Holy ticket. Holy shit! Internet movie flicks. Why did I? I never. I okay. No, it's not that I thought about it and couldn't figure it out. It's that I never cared to think about it. I just figured out where Netflix comes from. <laughs> it was always just a name to me. Fuck off. Oh my gosh. It was always just a name to me. I didn't think oh. about it. <laughs> it's like when you think of a phrase, like a common phrase in English, you don't really think about where it comes from. That's, you that is true. And you're that, like, that now happens. I understand. That happens. So that's just for Netflix. Netflix right. was just, it was just Netflix. Yeah. Just a name. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, I think they should really... Netflix should do that, where it's... If you've got an account, you can see it for free. They can charge, surely, if you don't have a Netflix account. Yeah, I, I think that... We're already paying out the ass. Business. We're already paying out the ass for all streaming services. Now Disney and DC coming up. So... <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to both subscribe to both of those. Oh, probably. I might not do Disney. I own all the movies by Disney that I want to watch. Okay. I might, because I don't own that many movies yeah so because i mean it's star wars the netflix or the the mcu pixar Uh, i've seen the movies i don't get overly attached to those 
Okay. I don't know what it is. Like I've seen the movies. I know what they're about. I know they're great movies, but they they don't. I feel like they don't have rewatch value to me. Okay. That's fair. So. All right. I'm out of stuff. Me too. All right. Wanna call it a day? Yep. Thanks for listening, Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> We're kidding. <laughs> uh, so, in light of, in light of, uh, following the fact, what am I saying? Infinity, Infinity War is coming, coming out this up. week. It's, yep. Uh, We're and doing that an is Infinity War. One of the, I, I mean, with my limited Marvel knowledge, I would venture to guess that it's one of the biggest events, uh, comic book events in Marvel history, comic history. It's a big one. Uh, stuff like Secret Wars, stuff like that, like events. Secret Wars, Civil War. Um, yeah. So. We are going to discuss comic book events, which are, it's kind of a wide variety. We're not going to include crossovers where it's just a part of the running, running titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like court of owls is just Batman titles. That's just a storyline. Right. We're talking about events where it has its own limited series, mm-hmm. like infinity war, civil war mm-hmm. uh, uh, for DC, like the crisis events, stuff like that. Right. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about that. Matt suggested a strategy at going about this in the car. Yeah. So like as someone who has never actually read like one of these big comic book events and as someone who doesn't have that much experience with comics in general, these sort of big, massive, everyone comes together and they fight a universe ending villain type of events. They seem to be the sort of thing that gets 12 year olds really excited, but, um, for anyone else it's just kind of there mm-hmm. like i'm not i don't have that much interest in ever picking up and reading one of those okay and i'm not entirely sure why i should have any interest so kind of the reason that uh and, and i'm going to i people long time meaning one year long listeners uh know that one of my favorite storylines is the crisis on infinite earth which is probably the single biggest event uh in dc history uh it was the the end of the or it was the beginning of the modern age of comics uh Mm -hmm. it was the first like company-wide continuity reset uh in any comic book ever Mm -hmm. um uh so the reason that i think that it's something that's a big deal is probably more for people who are longtime comic book readers okay they have these attachment to these heroes that fight like let's go batman specifically he fights joker he fights scarecrow he fights penguin he fights joker he fights uh, Two Face. He fights black. Fights black. Yeah, fight black Mass. He <laughs> fights Joker. He gets mind controlled by uh, either Jervis Tetch or, or Matt Mad Hatter or mm-hmm. Poison Ivy somehow, and then he fights it off. Then he fights Joker. It's it's great stuff depending on who's writing, but it's the same villains, all kind of the same level of stakes. Okay. Always. Uh, same thing with Superman. You've got Zod. You've got Lex Luthor. Zod, Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor. That's really all he fights. Pretty much. <laughs> um, Metallo. Uh, it, but you're you're getting my point. Is that they all have these rogues gallery that they mm-hmm. fight commonly, and then they've got your you've got your team thing, uh, like your Justice League who fight your your Starro, your Graves, your like the people that mm-hmm. the Justice League, the Avengers, the X Men, the Fantastic Four. They fight. They've got their rogues gallery just a different level of stakes. Mm-hmm. So when every 
I want to say decade to 20 years, every 10 to 20 years, there's this one event where the entire lineup of heroes have to come together to fight this immense stake, like the anti-monitor in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's this satisfaction. There's something new to read. Okay. Um, and it, it all depends on like what the purpose of the story is, what the, what the whole background of the story, what the story itself is, um, in Christ on infinite earth, the villains are still fighting him too. Mm-hmm. You've got literally everyone who's ever existed and even not existed in this universe. Like Shazam or Captain Marvel didn't exist in this universe. Mm-hmm. People that literally don't exist are all fighting one thing because it's been 45 years of fighting the same people. Okay. So when there's this thing that's like, hey, there's something big coming, people are like, oh, something different. Thank God. Okay. I guess, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I hadn't thought of it in those terms of like yeah. a longtime comic reader. You get this bigger, higher stakes thing. And that's, and, and that's what these events are for. These aren't like stuff like Civil War. A new reader can't jump into Civil War because you've got all mm-hmm. these immense backstories of every yeah. single person and why they're there and what they're who they are as a person and why they're on which side they are. Okay. So you can't just jump in and be like, Oh, I get it. So things like that, it's even, and that's them fighting each other Mm -hmm. because it's something to draw, to, to add some spice to the, the comic book world for someone who's been reading for a long time. Okay. And yeah, so that's, that's to answer that question. Why you should be interested in, or why you should be interested in it. Basically, for you, you should not. <laughs> <laughs> right. I need to read a lot more yeah, comics. Yeah, you, you have to read a lot more point. comics because there's things like Daredevil's been involved in huge events. So mm-hmm. as you read more Daredevil stuff, you'll get not necessarily bored, mm-hmm. but the stakes will kind of level out. Okay. And you'll be like, give me something where he's got to fight something that's it's it's insane. And then that's where you read. I don't know if he was inv- involved in Civil War, Secret Wars or something like that. Surely. I, surely. He's. Or maybe he like showed up, but like you can read that and you go, oh, that there's that character he's involved, and then it's kind of something exciting because it's such a wide scale thing mm-hmm. that it's it's almost exciting to see your hero that you know show up. Like in Crisis on Infinite Earths, you've got Nightwing, but he's like got that super goofy '80s really tall collar right. thing, but that's still exciting for me to see. It's like everyone's fighting. You're like, there's so many heroes. There's Nightwing, but <laughs> where's and, Waldo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're reading it. And you only have experience with one person. That's why that's there, or that that's okay. interesting for you. But if you're familiar with all the characters, like I read Christ on Infinite Earths in my first year of reading comics, and it was just way over my head. Mm-hmm. But then I continue to read, and now I know all of the characters in DC. And mm-hmm. I went back and read it. And I'm like, whoa, this is insane. Okay, like seeing the skill and creativity that went into putting all of those characters, all of those characters together, in a more or less coherent storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a complicated storyline. It involves going forward and back in time to beat the same guy at the same time, but in different times. And it's weird. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's why you should be interested. That answers okay. your question. Um, question. Maybe I read comics wrong then because still, when I think of, <laughs> I read it back to front and it doesn't ever make sense. Like, why is this guy dead? And now he's alive. Although yeah, I suppose you could read that forward to back and still get the kiss. Yeah. I was going to say like, the volume one of Swamp Thing, which is the last comics I read, like the second issue, he's dead basically the entire time until like the last couple pages. And it's, it's one like, of the best issues. Is Swamp Thing dead or is like Alec Holland? Swamp Thing Alec... is dead. Okay, so Holland's still alive. No, 
Holland doesn't exist. Holland has been dead since Swamp Thing was created. That's the whole point of that issue. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's to say... I have very limited experience with Swamp Thing. Basically, I'll probably do an episode once I've read a bunch. Um, But... You should tell me when you get to that so that I can also (laughs) prepare so I'm not... So I'm not the one who's like, oh, I don't know a DC thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. So basically, anyway, the short version is... um, there's a lab explosion and Alec Holland dies, but a bunch of plants that are right near the side of the explosion absorb his consciousness and think that they are Alec Holland. Interesting. Yeah. And so that, that issue where he's dead the entire time so that was... is about him is about uh, people realizing that it's not actually Alec Holland anymore. It's just plants that think they're so Alec Holland. Alan Moore's creation. Right. They changed who suicide or who suicides. What? <laughs> They changed who Swamp Thing is now, so that it actually is Alec Holland in who can embody the Swamp Thing. Sometimes. It's weird. It it varies okay. wildly. Yeah, I don't I don't know about the modern interpretation. Yeah, okay. All I know is like post the original Swamp Thing, like this was his way of retconning it to say no, Swamp Thing is its own thing that it just thinks okay. it's Alec Holland. Which is just a really interesting concept. And yeah. it's really mind-blowing like it, it was like... for readers at the time okay at least all right well cool. anyway anyway so what, what I, was, I was gonna say okay i must be reading comics wrong because like still the idea of a big story even if i've been really attached to these characters for so long it it, it doesn't really appeal to me because it seems like it would just be okay everyone's fighting and there's not really that much that's thematically interesting or much of anything with beyond okay let's punch this person for 60 pages yeah i think you are in i'll say 65 percent of comic books you're not reading for th- like themes and super deep like provoking like thought provoking storylines okay um that's not often what comic books are going for they're going for kind of like action-packed something to just like just entertainment yeah it's entertainment um i think that i will say for the most part you are reading comics wrong if you are going if you're going at it like you would for a movie where you're Mm -hmm. expecting themes and recurring stuff like that then you'll probably be disappointed just because there's less effort put into comic books than there is to for a movie because they do have to churn out an issue a month. That's um, true. And sometimes it can get tedious where they're like, I've got an idea, but I it's going to take a while. So they do have that idea. They're working on it. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, they're just making filler issues. Right. And that happens um, a lot. <laughs> um, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Can't write a fucking good story for the life of him. I don't know how he's famous. I don't know how he's like such a big writer. He I don't know. Just it, does weird stuff. He's kind of become a joke at this point, right? Oh yeah, no. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Like n- no one actually likes his stuff. <laughs> All right. I um, hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> and just be like, "Oh shit." I feel like he knows though. Cuz he he just recently created a character called The Pouch, which is just a dude with a whole bunch of fucking pouches. I feel like he made it a joke and was like, "Yeah, I made this. Look at how bad I am. I don't know. I hope so. But like, I haven't Jeez. read. I haven't read something that's either drawn or written by him that I've actually genuinely enjoyed. Okay. What is <laughs> what has he done? Here and there stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh God, I gotta think back. He did. Uh. Shit. 
There's one that he did that got canceled. He he came on the project. It's it's so funny because it's like this this volume is written by this. This volume is written by them, and this volume is written by them and Rob Liefeld, and that's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened like three times in the new movie too. Oh no, he's like he's like the contract killer of comic book storylines. <laughs> it's like we need to get this canceled. Let's go send him over there. What if he's a deep secret agent for Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh crap this one's really good i better go right on it and just like ruin the whole thing um uh, fuck what was i saying oh yeah you won't get themes um uh, okay it's it's action-packed stuff kind of like that so yeah all right yeah, you're reading yeah comics wrong. I, I just I, I read them i think more literarily than i'm supposed to yeah you, but there uh, there are comics that you can read literarily Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> big words. Uh, but those are few and far between. Okay. Uh, so there's some comics that are commentaries on society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those Kuskoff, can... Watchmen, Fifa Vendetta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything yeah. Alan Moore's ever done, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but for the most part, it's just, hey, you got the superhero. Watch him beat the fuck out of some people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess I should tailor my expectations more to what i'm reading specifically and yeah if i'm reading like alan moore or something i should go in expecting for some some interesting themes and yeah. deep concepts if you're and reading stuff my reading... stories you can expect some interesting well, i don't know themes i don't know how to write themes but some like really depressing shit <laughs> really just go into some depre- like expect depressing shit okay. you will get depressing shit if you're reading my stories okay sounds good <laughs> <laughs> so bad okay yeah all right that makes sense i'm, I'm sold on that okay what else do you got um well i was i was looking through like this list of all the the marvel big events and we had like uh the the kree scroll war was kind of the first big one that was in the early 70s okay um and that brought together the avengers and the fantastic four and the inhumans actually um and they kind of got tangled up in this kree scroll war um it's very 70s mm-hmm. um there's cows that show up and shoot people with energy beams cows yes wow they're not actually cows they're scrolls in disguise because scrolls are shapeshifters yeah but why go for cows because it's the 70s and they were just on so, so much lsd <laughs> so much drug <laughs> you actually uh did you have a place you're going with that because i had a thing not really okay I mean, you said in the car that you you kind of what your what your question one of your kind of overarching questions is like why are they necessary mm-hmm. or like why do they exist mm-hmm. um and i kind of alluded to it earlier where it all depends on like what they're there for mm-hmm. um a lot of them are there to change the status quo uh that okay. it's something to uh, like i said that you've got batman fighting the joker the joker the joker scarecrow like and mm-hmm. superman fighting metallo lex luther zod lex luther okay stuff like that so if you if you just changed the status quo sort of in your monthly comics it would be too jarring so you need a big event to you need a reason for it to happen okay. um so 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 let's look at uh flashpoint uh mm-hmm. the, a big thing flash went back in time did some shit came back gave a letter to batman made him cry <laughs> uh <laughs> do, you, do you knew about do you know about that not really uh he talks to thomas wayne like thomas wayne's batman in the right. flashpoint universe and he's like, yeah, I'm friends with your son, who is the Batman in my universe. And he writes a letter to his son and he gives it to Batman when he comes back to time. And he like mm-hmm. 
Thank you. You're a hell of a messenger, Barry, and like cries and like a tears fall and stuff like that. <laughs> Super, eh, whatever. Mm. Um, but there. Okay, so fuck. I don't. I have so many things that it's. I have a lot of examples of the same thing. Mm-hmm. They need to reset continuity because they're doing the same fights, and you can't go much. You there's not much more place to go. Okay. So they, Flashpoint took. According to Rebirth, Flashpoint took out 10 years of their lives, mm-hmm. made him younger, took out a lot of the fights that they had with these people so they could have them again, but in different interesting ways that are more mm-hmm. modern. Okay. Um, it's a way to kind of like uh, what, what uh, the Golden Age to the Silver Age did was they put all of the Golden Age heroes in Earth 2 and restarted back in Earth 1. Mm-hmm. So it's like different heroes so they can have the same fights again. It's really just like... uh. It, it just, and, and each different, oh man, I have so many different places I'm going. Every event has a different reason it's doing like, uh, status quo change, specifically, uh, civil war Mm -hmm. that changed a lot of things that really shook up the, the, the universe. It changed a lot of like who the characters were. Like Iron Man goes to a 15 year old girl afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but that, so DC usually does them for. Uh, clearing up continuity, uh, like Zero Hour was just an excuse to clean up continuity that was mm-hmm. left from Price on Infinite Earths. Um, okay. Infinity War and, uh, or Infi- Infinite, Christ, Infinite Crisis and Final Crisis were both just kind of like, they didn't change continuities, but they were like still just kind of repercussions of Christ on Infinite Earths. Um, Flashpoint was a reset. Rebirth was a reset. I haven't read Rebirth, so I'm not entirely sure what all that is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'll get there eventually. You'll be the first to know about it. All right. Actually, Sean will probably be the first to know about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> but. Yeah. All right. Point it's, made. It's. <laughs> does Did I say anything that actually kind of resembled yeah. an yeah, interesting no, point? I, I kind of get, get what you're going with there. <laughs> like you, if you need to make a change, then those are the ways that you do, the way it to do it so it. that it's. Yeah it's, yeah, it's jarring, but that's the point of the story. Okay. Because if you're just like. Uh, Action Comics number 930, uh, or 932, Superman's, like, getting old and he's fighting Lex Luthor. And then Action Comics number 232, Lex Luthor has his hair back and he's young and what? Because there's this, like, right. it's just jarring. They needed a change, so they gave this event something where they go to a different universe, they erase time, something bizarre comic booky mm-hmm. to allow that to happen. Okay. So that I... way you forgive it. I would argue that you don't necessarily need a big event, though. My example for that would be Daredevil, because he went from a very campy character who was nearly canceled around 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Frank Miller took over like the regular run of Daredevil and um, he changed the character. He took the Kingpin, who had started out as a Spider-Man villain mm-hmm. and made him into sort of the main Daredevil villain. He brought in new characters like bullseye and electra who are some of the key characters yeah that that kind of stuff happens regularly like just like individual characters can have their developments Mm -hmm. but when it's something that needs to change overall that's when the crisis like so like he like at a a more of a universe level yeah like so uh like you mentioned uh daredevil he got a a a villain that was le- he and a villain were less serious, but they became more serious. Mm-hmm. And then it got better villains and stuff like that. Batman had almost the exact same thing with Toy Master or mm-hmm. Toy Toy Man, Toy Master, Toy Maker. Fuck, 
Toy Man. I'm pretty sure it's Toy Man. Toy Masturbator. Toy Masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be this super goofy guy who... Oh, no. Super, he's Superman's villain. Sorry. He used to be this super goofy guy that, like, just did things that were in themes of toys. And he would, like, just kind of... Just a dude. And then he retired from... Uh, from being a bad guy and he would occasionally help Superman do stuff. But then when the nineties came around, when the nineties got extreme, <laughs> he went from that to a guy who kidnapped children and like m- murdered a bunch of children in front of this other kid. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just, it got super dark okay. and obviously in Batman too, you've got Batman sixties where he was goofy Mm-hmm. And then you got Batman now, who fills hospitals <laughs> single handedly. Yeah, no, He's I read dark. I read Black Mirror, and that's yeah. fairly recent Batman. Wow, that's dark. Yeah, no, and and that and that happens that the characters get super dark, and they can make these characters super dark if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But the events are more are are less of like changing the tone of the universe, but changing the universe. Okay. Yeah. All right, there we go. That, that that makes sense. I'm I'm more sold than I was before. Who's selling you? Marvel. I'm uh, I've become a sellout for Marvel. Oh fuck. Yep. Well, so looks like we're gonna have to duke this out right now. Okay. We're both like waving our fists in the air, <laughs> doing absolutely nothing. This is when we need video. <laughs> At uh, times like these. What other questions might you have, my young Padawan? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have argued in the past that uh the dc movie universe could use like a flashpoint or a crisis type of yes to shake things up and change it i think and and this kind of goes back to it's not necessarily it not all events have the same purpose mm-hmm. i think the dc the movies could could definitely benefit from a huge event to reset <laughs> and it, it's the same kind of thing that like if you had action comics number blah 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 and then the very next one everything was different if you want to like recast like you want Ben Affleck mm-hmm. on because he doesn't want to do it and you want to get like a a Jake Gyllenhaal in there mm-hmm. you do an event where it's just like hey this huge fucking thing happened he's an entirely different dude and this is why mm-hmm. this is weird thing that you're in just a different universe now so it's not like you have Batman 1 or you have Batman vs Superman Justice League Ben Affleck and then Jake Gyllenhaal suddenly there's this like explanation that needs to happen and you can have this just event where you don't watch it happen but it explains why all of these things are different okay and so that would be more of a fixing the universe all right um or just brushing all of the uh all the past ones under the rug yeah to correct the fact that we miss uh that we misused that phrase last week i think sean called us out on it or i think gage called us out on it that we were like brush it out from under the rug and they're like, that, that's not what that phrase is. <laughs> so, we know talk good. We know talk good. So I'm using it correctly this time. Brush it under the rug. In my mind, that was definitely like, we know K-N-O-W talk good too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I, I think that makes sense, though. Um, doing an event to change the continuity of the universe if you want to keep this big shared universe. Yeah. But I'm more on board with the idea of them doing um just like individual standalone movies the the biggest problem that we would have with them just 
splitting off from what they've done and doing individual standalone movies is that that still exists mm-hmm. because when they come back together, it's still the same universe, despite how long it's been. If it's, if it's been 20 or 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. that's still in the universe continuity. So they can just clear that out. They can either clear that out by waiting 20 years and restarting, which mm-hmm. is not the way to make money. Um, not really. No, <laughs> they can just do this like huge thing where it's like, Hey, that justice league movie doesn't exist in this universe anymore. That happened somewhere and sometime, but we are new. I guess days of future past did do that with it the did. X-Men universe. Yeah. It, it explained okay. why the, uh, the McKellen, or the Kellen Picard, Picard. Motherfucker. <laughs> Patrick Stewart, McKellen and Stewart, Magneto and, uh, Xavier. Why this, it's the same, it's the same franchise, but it's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. That was an event. Days of Future Past was an event where it explains why everyone's young now. Okay. And so, yeah, there's a really good movie example of what an event does. It takes these two, it takes these two universes, which you want to say are the same thing, and gives them a reason that they're the same thing. Okay. Yeah, that, I didn't even, I hadn't thought of that argument until I yeah. thought of it, but that's a good argument. Way to so go, why Matt. Does I've the, convinced uh, myself. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So events, man. Events. They happen. Yeah, they're awesome. Yep. I, I really enjoy them. Uh we do f- ha- we have now become in a in a world where we're not satisfied with just the ones that we have, so we need one every two years, Flashpoint and Rebirth and mm-hmm. now Fresh Start. Oh yeah, Civil Mar- War. Marvel's been doing that with Civil War and Secret, uh, Secret Invasion Secret and Vision, Age yeah. of Ultron. Yeah. And just yeah. yeah. Is it, was Age of Ultron its own title? Yes. Okay, so it was, yeah. It was a standalone thing that was like five years ago. Because DC had uh, Re- or Flashpoint, then Convergence, then Rebirth, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Dark Knight Metal mm-hmm. uh, was its own thing. Stuff like that. So it's just like they're churning out events. Yeah. It, it seems like we're getting an oversaturation, maybe. Yeah. And some of them, some of them can be really interesting. Some of them aren't like continuity changing. Mm-hmm. Things like the the Infinite Crisis, things like Dark Knight Metal was just like it didn't change continuity added to it by adding this like dark multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just its, its own kind of story, but Rebirth and Convergence were definitely like continuity fixers. Mm-hmm. Um they wanted to bring back in like the Earth 2, the original Superman and get rid of this like weird young Superman, mm-hmm. so they like offed him and brought in the old guy back. Okay. So yeah. Yep. They need to chill the fuck out with those. <laughs> I want, yeah. I'm, I'm curious why that's happening. Um, Is it the... I'm guessing it's just a, an economic question. Like, they're saying, okay, these big event-type things, they they attract more attention, they sell yeah. more, um, they're probably better drivers of things that we can turn into movies, Yeah, they get people more interested in the stuff that's the lead-up. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's just a money question. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's also, if it's that in addition to the way that just kind of we are now, it's, it's almost an attention, attention span thing Mm -hmm. where we can't go 10 years without an event where it's just like, cause I mean, there's, there's storylines where Mm -hmm. it's like, you got your, your Batman storyline stuff like that. But then there's like a huge thing that's happening. Like the button, like that. That whole storyline, the the Doomsday Clock is still going on. That's an mm-hmm. event that's going on right now, mm-hmm. um, and it's like super promoted. 
and even the comics are like the they're they're not like the paper magazine or like paper cover. Mm-hmm. They're like a firmer cover. Like you and I saw it at, yeah. the, at the store. Yeah. Um, I think that's just like, like what you said, like we need to get people to be interested in this, mm-hmm. but I think that makes things more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. And like, I think I just want to read like Nightwing. I just want to read yeah. Nightwing. I, I think the market will probably self-correct within a few years. It'll yeah. figure out that, the, the, like, these events will start tailing off. People will realize we're just getting too many events. It's getting too complicated. They'll um, probably stop generating as much new readership. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm wondering yeah. if, like, maybe this is the age of events. Like, uh, maybe, like, it's like the contemporary age. Like, started yeah. with Flashpoint, where events just came out. Like, when did, what are the uh, events of Marvel? Civil War was 2006. Okay. Um, I would well because Final Crisis was two thousand nine. Okay, so it might be like since the mid aughts. Mid aughts, yeah. Sort of its new era because we've been modern. We've been in the modern age since nineteen eighty five. Mm-hmm. Like that's twenty five years of twenty twenty five thirty five twenty to two thousand five. Yeah. yeah, so twenty years. That's about yeah. That's I, that, that's a decent sized age because Golden Age was like. 20-ish years mm-hmm. and then silver and bronze age kind of like took 15 years yeah and so modern age we're due for a new age so like the age the contemporary age of comic books could be this just like rapid fire events mm-hmm. and then we just come to this like postmodern age where it's just like back to back to simpler stories, stories. Yeah. and that would be great that'd be I'd a be really cool that. thing to see mm-hmm. um so or or they go into i feel like they're we're we're kind of seeing a uh, a an emergence of things where you can just get collect editions of the storylines. Mm-hmm. It's it, it we're, they're more storyline driven. So like you get like the collected edition of like Death of the Family or mm-hmm. uh, stuff like and like Hell on Earth things like that. So I think we might see more of that where it's less of a continuing story. Like mm-hmm. it, oops, Jesus Christ, nice. that was the most brutal one. <laughs> just punch <laughs> the shit out of that. Um, where it's just like issue 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 issue. But it's more of like, this is the story, mm-hmm. and and obviously they had those in the past. But like, well, yeah. it's more collected in, or more like kind of like separated into different stories. Okay, so yeah. like you got your Daredevil like born again storyline stuff right. like that. I think we're seeing more of that than we did back then. Okay, and that may be more of like a symptom of the fact that the uh, Comics Code Authority is just obliterated now. Like they literally don't this exist. Is true. Uh, because back then when it was just issue, 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 issues, because they couldn't have men or couldn't have bad guys on the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't have this ability to do cliffhangers to right. have prolonged stories. Right. So maybe we'll Thanks, see. Thanks, Comics Code Authority. Fucking assholes. You ruined comics for years. <laughs> they really But we beat did. you. Yeah. We beat you <laughs> by not acknowledging you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the annoying little brother that we just ignored after yeah. you got annoying. I love that. Comics just realized that they could ignore this body <laughs> yeah. and they're like... <laughs> okay never mind um so yeah so i think we may be seeing more of that so okay so events i mean obviously i haven't we haven't seen a decline in event occurrence no not yet it's i mean but that's even, inevitable if we even if we set civil war as the starting date it's only been 12 years yeah and yeah so so i think we're gonna see that a decline in events and a increase in collected storylines mm-hmm. that self-contained can... stuff yeah exactly yeah so okay yeah all right so then last question what are we going to call this age of events well I, I i like since we're in the modern 
contemporary typically follows modern. That's kind of how the age of music music went because we're in the postmodern right now. Sure. Yeah, I never I'd call I, it post postmodern at this point. Because like I always I always hate like with music. I've never understood why people call it the modern age because you're not going to call your year future age. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, <laughs> I think the problem is we've become very aware of history as just as a culture. Yeah. At some point, and so we're like, okay, this is the modern moment. Everything that before this was all these eras. Yeah. And so then this was the modern, and then now the modern's a hundred years ago. Yeah. And so I think I'm. If I'm not mistaken, we can call this the contemporary age. Okay. Um, or then we'll just start coming up with new, new names for them. New, new metals. The tin yeah. age. The plutonium age. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like that's because that's what happened. It went gold, silver, bronze. And then we ran out. And then modern. <laughs> it's like what we're doing with generations. We went like it was just like no generations. Then generation X. Yep. Y Z. And now we're, we're expecting alpha. We're thinking we're going to... That makes sense. The, the, that next generation beyond Z isn't old enough to actually contribute to society yet. Generations are ex- also very arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, it depends. Because business has their very clearly defined. Um, right. But like we're expecting that they're going to be called Alpha and we're going to go through the Greek alphabet. Yep. Okay. Imagine being Generation Alpha. <laughs> the arrogance of that of that generation is just going to be astounding. <laughs> Imagine being Generation Moo. Just... Cows. <laughs> Generation Oopsalon. <laughs> Oops. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Events. They, yeah. They happen. They happen. I, think I already said that. Yep. Shall we? We shall. We're, next week we're talking about fan bases and the effect that they can have on future fans or people who want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, such as, you know, I'm part of, I'm definitely part of the DC fan base. What effect mm-hmm. would I have on someone who doesn't know? Mm-hmm. Would I be like super overbearing and scare people away from DC? Yep. Stuff like that. Like supernatural fan base is insane. Yep. Uh, no Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty fan base is terrifying. Yeah. The guy who was standing on the McDonald's counter screaming that he's Pickle Rick. Yep. Yeah. Those are weird people. So um, we'll be talking about that. Yep. Uh, uh, mention, uh, leave in the comments, uh, what fan bases you guys are interested or uh, actually leave in the comments, not necessarily go to our Facebook page mm-hmm. and post what fan bases you guys are interested in hearing about who they are as a people. Yeah. If you have any interesting thoughts in that topic, we'd love to hear them and yeah. steal any them. Any questions we can any... answer. We'll just plagiarize them right from you. Yep. We'll yep. claim it all. Yep. Anyway, anyway, continue your little thanks. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you're on YouTube, I'm going to stop saying this during the end sequence because we We're not haven't on been there for like a month. Um, <laughs> if you're on SoundCloud, you can follow us there. Leave a comment. Um, do the iTunes thing. Uh, I've already mentioned you can find us on Facebook at Just Us Losers. We're also on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod, or you can email us at what's our email again? Just Us Losers Pod. Just Us Losers Pod at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, if you have any thoughts or any questions or anything that you, you want, want us contribute. to go on a different social media like tumblr or uh um instagram instagram no one wants to see our faces no one wants to see our faces our faces don't exist on the internet they absolutely do on the internet probably i have a facebook account you can find me (laughs) (laughs) uh but anyway yeah thanks for listening we're gonna go see infinity war so be looking for that review to come up some point in the next week yep and thanks for listening bye 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 i mean i have anything interesting anymore we should just kind of call it what it is and just be like bye 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 bye